This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Virginia. Virginia? Yep, that, that state out east. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you been to Virginia? I have not. I've only driven through it. Okay. Not much. No, yeah. I mean, I heard it's beautiful. Yeah? Well, that's what's it. in Virginia? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what would draw me to want to go to Virginia? You're on your way to New York? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about the Shorts family. Fun name. Love I know. I know. They were known as like nice and average uh, and just a really quiet family. Okay. Michael, the dad, was 50 and his wife, Mary, was 36. And they owned a mobile home moving business and they were raising their daughter, Jennifer, who was nine. And they were living in Bassett, Virginia. Okay. Like I said, the three were pretty quiet family. They were private, uh, but they seemed happy. And according to some acquaintances, they tended to not cause drama or were not known for drama. Okay. But on August 15th, 2002, Michael and Mary, the parents, were found shot to death at their home, which is really sad. Yeah. Why were they shot? What had happened? Who knows? That's that's why we're on the show. <laughs> it is a mystery. It is a mystery. Unsolved. Um, there was a friend that stated that he just set up, uh, Michael set up mobile homes. He would see him out in the community. His little girl would always be in the store playing, and she'd run from ha- the house to the store and back and forth. And you would just always see them around. Okay. So the police were called that evening after a coworker who drove by the Shorts' home spotted Michael laying in a pool of his own blood inside their carport. Okay. One police arrived on the scene and they found Mary shot to death in the couple's bedroom. But their daughter, Jennifer, was nowhere to be found. They quickly issued an Amber Alert, okay, and they started searching for the young girl. All of the searches were done by professional search teams, but it all came up empty. Then, over a month later, on September 26, 2002, a man's dog found human remains in the creek in Rockingham County, North Carolina. This was about 35 miles away from the Shorts' home in Virginia. Okay. They were, the remains were sent to a lab for forensic testing, and it was confirmed to be Jennifer. She had also been shot in the head. What? I know. First of all, like, 
how horrible is it to shoot a child in the head? Yeah. Like, do you have no concern? Like, I don't know. I could just yeah. never hurt a child. Like, you have no... Well, I think to shoot a person in general, you have, like, very low morals? Is that... <laughs> I mean, if you're going to commit any type of murder, mur- murder. Moida. <laughs> if you're going to commit any moida. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do any kind of crime like that, like, you have to have lo- low moral standards. Absolutely. And a child is absolutely... Uh, children and, and, and animals are just unforgivable. I, yeah. Like, how are you going to hurt something that can't defend themselves at yeah. all? Much less anybody else. I'm not saying like anything is justified, but yeah, no, 100. percent I don't know. That's just wild. But it's just so weird because it was cl- like it's clear that this was ex- execution style, right? Like everyone yeah. was shot in the head. But like, who would want this family dead? Right. It's like, what did the did the whole family do something to you? Apparently, did she the the, the child see something? And Once see, again, not the murders ever justified. <laughs> right. <laughs> I agree. But what you. led to this point where you felt the need to just get rid of an entire family? Well, and why did they take Jennifer to thirty five miles away? True. That's that's what's weird. Like, did they kidnap her? And like, that's where my mind first went. It was like a kidnapping, and then. Maybe they had regret. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, or they kept her for a, a while and then killed her. Like, I, it's just so weird. Why would they take the child Yeah, 35 miles away? I don't know. So, obviously, this whole, the whole case went cold. Okay. Um, no information came through. And then in 2009, there was a break in the case. And the FBI released a suspect sketch. Ooh. Witnesses from around the mobile home site that short or Michael owned op- and operated said that they had seen a man near the short's home in the early morning hours before their bodies were found. He was believed to be in his mid to late 40s, and he was sitting in a white flatbed truck on the night of the murder. Okay. This will mark uh, 22 years in August oh, wow. since the family was killed. And obviously the, the killer's never been found. Um, the sheriff says he's never going to give up hope. And the community, of course, hasn't forgotten the case either. The bridge where they found Jennifer's remains were, is, found, is named in her honor. And people in Henry County described the case as sad, strange, traumatic. Uh, They organized a motorcycle ride in her memory every year to raise awareness. And they also have raised more than $40,000 of scholarship money in the girl's name. The sheriff and the police department are a little worried because it's getting to be, you know, almost 22 years. And they're worrying that people with the information might, like, might, die or forget what they've seen that night Mm -hmm. so obviously time is not their friend in any of these cases that we ever talk about 
In February 2019, uh, the family home, short, the short family home, was burned to the ground. Hmm. And the investigators didn't know whether this was like an accidental fire or the murders were connected to the fire. I mean, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> I mean, but it was 17 years later, you know? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you'd said seven years. No. So I was like, maybe even seven years is like a lot of time. Like, yeah. They got your evidence, girl. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, that's, it's a little weird that where this murder took place, that all of a sudden there's a fire. But like. I can understand why they might think that there's a link, but at the same time, it's so far past. Or it's like, I don't know. I feel like you hear about that every so often where it's like in a case, they'll get a new tip or something and they go reinvestigate like years later Mm -hmm. and maybe they find something under the floorboards (laughs) that like, you know, they didn't see before or just something like that. So, I mean, maybe I think it was just a coincidence. It's probably just a coincidence. But the sheriff department actually applied for grant money. Okay. Recently. And they got the funding so they could get a fresh look at evidence. So when this all happened, they honestly bagged and tagged everything. They said like every little thing, anything that could be of use. And so with this grant money, they're starting to look back into the case and start running tests and things like that. They also said, the sheriff department said that there's probably a name or two that was put on, put back in a really tight pool of people as suspects that may have never had like true light on them. So they didn't really look into them at the time. Okay, And so I think that's going to help with the, forensic evidence and maybe looking back into these suspects and bringing this case to the forefront again. Definitely. The investigators say that these leads are still under investigation, but the Henry County department is optimistic that the case will one day be closed. Okay. Well, I feel like that happens a lot with like these cases. Like there's been several that I could, probably think of that we've done on this show alone where it's like they don't look at suspects because it's like nah i could never be that person they don't have anything that links them to that to they don't have any reason to suspect fully that that person was involved yeah then once you get like a fresh team fresh group people i don't know fresh captain somebody leader (laughs) looking at the case they're like well wait why didn't we ever look into this well and the science right in 2002 versus now Mm-hmm. science has come leaps and bounds in dna yeah there was this case that i was reading about um the other day where it was like the murder happened in 1985 back in 2013 they were able to pull dna from like a shirt that was found on the scene mm-hmm. and now they're going back and they're they're testing everybody's dna that lived in the building at the time that this woman was murdered just to see if anything shows up like that's so crazy. It's just like the DNA, like Ancestry.com or wherever mm-hmm. they're checking their DNA and setting their DNA in. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, 
murderers are being caught mm-hmm. because there's this huge database that they're comparing it against. Yeah. It's it's wild. And it's crazy too, like when you use those websites, so you agree to that. Like I um when I signed up for it, I told them I did not give them permission to store my DNA. Okay. Um, I told them that they had to destroy it. Now, did they actually do that? I don't know. <laughs> but I had like it's in my contract or just like my service agreement that like no, you do not have permission to store my DNA. Yeah, which is good, but I mean, you could also find in fifty years a little mini version you, <laughs> where they, oh, where they like harvested it in <laughs> and cloned you. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> that will literally never happen. <laughs> no, I'm talking about cloning. <laughs> I know that will never happen. Naturally? Naturally. In the natural. And I and if it does, I will be fully aware. Because <laughs> it was what? Intentional. That one drunken night. It was done through a surrogacy program. In any case. <laughs> The detective on the case, the head detective, he still keeps a picture of Jennifer on his desk, and he is adamant about someday closing this case. And I know there's not a lot of information, and I know this is short, but it was something that was just so weird to me that a seemingly normal family went through this where they could find no evidence of, like, the dad being... In the drugs or criminal, like, you mm-hmm. know, or not, I, I shouldn't just say dad, but, like, for them to be in some sort of trouble or in, yeah. like, some criminal activity. They weren't linked to anything that yeah. would, like, raise an eyebrow. Yeah. It's like, they went to church every Sunday and <laughs> kids yeah. went to Bible study. Like, Right. I mean, and there was nothing. Like, yeah. there was no information on any sort of misdeeds. Hmm. And this family was just a quiet family who had a nine-year-old child and owned mobile home yeah. stuff. Like, what? It's wild. Yeah, you, you really got to, like, show some respect to these, to these police officers that are continuing to look after these cases. Because I know it probably, it kills them to not be able to, like, give resolve to, like, the, the victims or the family members or and also just <laughs> no closure like, like whatsoever for anybody like not for you not for the people that were involved not anything nobody gets closure well and they're the ones on the scene and they see like the the horrific scene that they walk into mm-hmm. and they don't have any information and it's more ingrained in their mind mm-hmm. and so it's frustrating for everyone involved because you want to know what happened but they're probably seeing this like scene over and over in yeah. their mind. Well, and they have to because they have to keep going over and over and over it. Like, <laughs> and it's so frustrating when you yeah. don't have the information because then you're like, how much can I read the uh, over these two pages of right evidence and not be able to find anything? Right. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast by Village Productions. 